Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Washington Show you? is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. 
All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, everybody. Okay, let's go. It seems like, all righty. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. Yeah, Kim, can you call back at 6.30? I, I <laughs> broke up. At what time? All right. 6.30. After you have, huh? Give me 30 minutes again. after. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, is that your phone or is the is is it the radio show? <laughs> I think it's the show. I'm sorry. What time you want to call back? About thirty minutes after this call. Okay. Okay. So uh, seven thirty-five. Yeah, your problem. time. Okay. Thank All right. You. Thank. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you guys had to be on the uh, long end of that. Somehow, somehow, my screening, uh, my screening of calls is not producing, is not working. But anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We have mishaps sometimes, and, and you know, it happens. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, everybody. I am so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're out there and. I surely did need that. I mean, <laughs> I, I I really needed that. Thank you, everybody. And I can feel that in your heart out there, you know, so. And uh, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on Block Talk Radio. All you got to do is it has a follow uh, a button up there. Just click it. And, uh, you know, uh, you will be privy to every George Wilder Jr. show that is produced every episode. Just click like. All right. And uh, who do we? Oh, yeah, Kim. Kim Int, Internado. That's her name. Internado. I'm trying to break it up in syllables because I'm pretty sure she can probably say it a lot quicker and a lot faster. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, she is my guest. Uh, uh, if you were privy to the call earlier, you you probably would probably uh, surmise that. Yeah, she was. She's a guest on the show. I'm pretty sure she's gonna have a lot to say about whatever she wants to, uh, uh, whatever she's, uh, 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 will be talking about, you know, so anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. And it looks like it's going to be storming and raining in the city of Chicago soon. And, uh, you know, as I've said just about every day, I mean, it can storm and rain all at once because so far, it has been the weather has been so great, so perfect almost every single day. Uh, June, July, parts of August, you know, and I really have no complaints. You know, I really have no complaints as long as it doesn't blow my windows out. I'm fine, but I, I really have no complaints, folks. It is, it is um, great. It is beautiful. It's wonderful. I got some bad news. I, I couldn't wait to get to this. It, it seems as if the United States, yeah, we may or we may already be in a war with North Korea. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you've got Trump at the helm of this thing. And, you know, Trump, uh, I mean, he wants a war. That's no doubt about it. The Republicans want a war. They want this thing. And one of the reasons why they want this thing is because, you know, it'll, it, it will uh, solidify Trump's position as president. And also it will um, take away 
uh, our distraction. It will take away our uh, attention away from the Russian investigations to this war. I mean, this is this is crazy. I mean, he he's escalating this. He's picking a war with these. He's picking a feud with these people. Yeah, North Korea. I do I do agree. North Korea. They are in the wrong on this. They are. But still, in all, I mean, you don't have to threaten them with missiles and fire and fury and all this kind of thing. Uh, you just you just igniting intentions. You uh, not tensions intentions but tensions on both sides you know there's uh, something called diplomacy but forget it i mean trump doesn't want any part of diplomacy he wants to go in there with guns blazing bombs dropping you know and this is a nuclear war a lot of uh, millions of people could die i mean they could hit guam uh, they can hit chicago you know so uh, he doesn't believe in diplomacy. He wants to. He's saying North Korea's been been through this stuff. Uh, they've been doing this kind of thing for years and years and years. He, yeah, but uh, North Korea is a small country, and more than likely these people are uh, they're. Uh, um, he may be, you know, just uh, doing something. You know, he he doesn't have that much power. I mean, the United States could annihilate this little country, but. Trump, he's not one to back down. He's got this investigation over his head. He's got the Democrats coming coming after him for seats in Congress and seats in the Senate. He figured this war is going to solidify him as um, president of the United States, where he will not be impeached, uh, regardless of what comes out of this investigation. And in some cases, he may be right. I do think no matter what comes out of this investigation, no matter how damaging it is, uh, against Trump. The Republicans control everything and they seem to be aiding and abetting this guy on. They egging him on. They're they're licking his feet. I mean, he threatened them. He threatens them and he throws them under the bus. He talks about them. He yells and screams at them. At I mean, these these uh representatives and senators in Congress act as if they're working for Donald Trump. There's no doubt about it. They're, they are not working for Donald Trump. They're working for the American people. Donald Trump is a servant of the, of the public. But I don't think you should tell Donald Trump that he may not like that because Donald Trump is acting like a king. He's acting like an a emperor. And he's getting away with these things. I mean, any other president would have been impeached, gone by now. But the fact is that the Republicans want Donald Trump in there. And uh, they are really um, uh, uh, putting their jobs in jeopardy in 2018. But I'm going to say this. I've been telling people every day on this radio show to vote in 2018, get these guys out, get these guys and girls out who are uh, not representing them in the way that they would like for these people to be representing them. But make no mistake about it. The Republicans are going to do everything they can to cheat to try to keep their seats in Congress, to keep their seats in the Senate. They're going to do every. They're going to bring out. They're going to try to suppress, suppress the vote in every way that they can, every possible way that they can, and say that it's they're doing it uh, for uh, fraud purposes and they're not doing it. So, I mean, the Democrats in Congress should know this, but they have no power. 
I mean, they can try to stop Trump, do this for Trump, that, blah, blah, blah. Trump does not want to work with the Democrats, okay? Uh, the Republicans in Congress, they would like to work with the Democrats, but Trump doesn't want to work with the Democrats. He doesn't want anything to do with Democrats. But Trump has to know it's not only Democrats that wants his head, it's Republicans that wants his, wants his, head, wants his head also. You know, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what Trump has got on these guys. You know, I, I don't care what's going to come out of the investigation in this investigation with Trump. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. He could, it could be treason. It could be uh, aiding and abetting the enemy, whatever. It could be uh, laun money laundering to Russia, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, I don't think it's going to taint him because he's a Republican. And Republican, Republicans hold, they control Congress, and they seem to take his stuff, you know. And you got uh, the majority of uh, state houses around the country are con controlled by Republican governors. So Republicans are in control. Donald Trump is a Republican, and they don't give a damn ridiculous he is, how dumb he is, how stupid he is, and how hot-headed he is, and how much he just doesn't give a damn about the American people for him and the ones who did not vote for him. The Re Republicans are going to let this guy stay in office. Right now, he's getting in Mitch McConnell's ass, and Mitch McConnell seems as though he's giving in. Uh, Trump is, uh, uh, because Trump doesn't want to take the blame for uh, the American Care Act, Obamacare failing. He, he's not going to take the blame, but he's the president and the blame does fall on him. But he's throwing the blame back to Mitch McConnell saying, Mitch, um, uh, you're a failure. You've been, wanting, you've been wanting to repeal and replace Obamacare for seven years. You got the chance and you couldn't do it. You, two or three times you couldn't do it. And Mitch McConnell, it seems like he's, uh, oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, please, you know, this is what Trump wants. He wants loyalty. He wants people begging at his feet. He wants people kissing his ass. I've heard him say that once, you know, uh, allude to that once at least. You know, so this is what he wants. And the Republicans are giving it to them, to him. And they have the power to impeach him. They have the power to throw him out. They have the power to put anybody else in that office that they want. But they want a tyrant. They want a dictator. They want somebody who's going to change the face of government forever. And these people do not give two shits about the Constitution, the United States Constitution. They don't give two dams about it. And believe me, when 2018 comes around, they're going to try to cheat uh in every fashion that they can, in some ways of suppressing the vote, keeping you from going to the polls to vote their asses out. And don't even talk about 2020. And I've, I've heard something or read something to, to the fact that they're going to try to postpone the 2020 election if Trump wants them to. So he can stay in power. No other president. Regard that's ridiculous. That that is totally ridiculous. That is going against the Constitution. I don't think that's going to happen. But just the fact 
that I've read this and I've, I've read this in a post and I read this on uh, a media website, uh, Washington Post, that they that half the Republicans would support uh, annulling the 2020 election, presidential election, if Trump uh, wants them to. Now, you know, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is not what the people of the United States wants. This is not what the American people want, but they don't care what we want. They don't even care that we exist. They want what they want. And, and but we said several times there's 300 there's 324 million people in the United States. We do not have to sit back and take this because this is just crazy. You know, I don't think this is going to happen. The people are going to rule. I was reading one post today that says that that this person read this particular post I was just talking about and said there was going to be there could be a, an uprising. It's it's possible. Anything is possible. They're talking about, you know, um, nullifying the 2020 election if Trump wants them to. That's crazy. Not, not, don't give a damn about the people. Don't give a damn about the people who put them in their office and gave them their jobs. We're going to do what our boss say. We're going to do what our king and our emperor Trump wants to wants us to do. That's nutty. So we have to get to the polls in 2018 and vote these assholes out of this country as you've never seen it before. There, that is no doubt, and I'm not trying to scare anybody. It's the truth. These people are serious. They want Donald Trump. We don't. We, we, the people have more power than anybody, than any of those clowns. 300 states, and what are we doing? We're being trampled over and trampled on by a few rogue Republicans in Congress. And they're making the law. They're making all of this crazy um, uh, accusations about taking over the taking over the world. Trump does want to be. He wants world domination. Uh, uh, having being president of the United States is not enough for Donald Trump. He wants world domination. This is what he wants. And there should not be a. Uh, a politician in Congress who does not believe that. This is what he wants. He wants world domination, not just uh, kicking the American people up the ass. He wants world domination. You know, he thinks he knows more than the uh, leaders around the world. He think he knows more than his damn lawyers. He think he knows more than the people in this circle. He think he knows more than the doctors, the psychiatrists. He thinks he knows more than everybody. And he doesn't know squat. That's the, that's the problem. He doesn't know squat. I mean, he's got people around him every day telling him and showing him what to say and how to say it. He's learning on the job. There's no doubt about it because even Mitch McConnell said that Trump doesn't understand American politics and he doesn't. But he acts like he does. 
he tried to present present himself as he does, and we see it every day in his missteps. So, you know, there may be an uprising, there may not be an uprising, but I do know some, I do know this American people is going to have to take in their own hands because if the Republicans in Congress aren't doing what we want them to do, and they are constantly, constantly uh, kissing up to Donald Trump as if Donald Trump gave them their job, as if, as if Donald Trump is their boss. Uh, we're just gonna have to vote them out. Come, uh, come November 2018. But, but believe me, I'm stuttering. But believe me, these guys are going to do everything they can to take this election in 2018 and to take the election in 2020. Because there's so many people already lined up to run against Donald Trump in 2020 if he makes it that far. To line up with Donald Trump in 2020. And now they're saying uh, they're going to nullify the election. How in the hell can they do that? But as I've said earlier, these people don't give two dams about the Constitution of the United States. They figured that they're in control. They can change. They can do what they want to do. These people are hurting America. These people are hurting the United States. Of America. These people are hurting the people, the Americans, and they just don't give a damn. They don't care what you think. They don't care nothing about you. It's all about world domination with Donald Trump, and it's all about uh, domination of the United States with these people. And now it seems as if we're going into a war. Donald Trump wanted this. The Republicans wanted this. Why? Because it's a distraction away from the investigations into Russia meddling in the 2016 election. It's also a way for Donald Trump to solidify his presidency of maybe not becoming impeached. So, we're in a lot of trouble here, folks, and this is very serious. And we and, and on the George Wilder Jr. show, every day we're talking about making the world a better place. It was to make a make the world a better place. But we've got somebody in we've got some Republicans in office and in, in the White House. They just don't see it that way. All right. <laughs> you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show. You've been listening. I'm double speaking here. Making the world a better place. The George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. All right, be nice to one another out there, folks. It is so easy. Hate has no home here. All right, if you put the right heads together, you will come up with one incredibly brilliant brain. And I believe that. I believe that. All right, hate has no home here. I got to say that several times because uh, it's true. It's true. Hate has no home here. And we will be right back.
All right, welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. As I've stated at the beginning of the show, it is really gray and it looks threatening. I'm talking about the weather outside my window, folks, as I sit here in my studio. And uh, there's not that many people walking by. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are trying to get home or get to wherever so they so they are not caught up in this storm that's coming. The storm, the storm is actually here. It's just that it's not quite raining and storming right here in the area that I am. It might be over west or over east or back south, but the storm is here in Chicago. It just hasn't got this far yet, but we can tell that it's coming. You know, so like, uh, as I've said before, it's been a great summer, folks. It's been a beautiful summer. It's just been a summer that we will never forget Not in the city of Chicago. I mean, it's been great, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But, you know, the, the, some of the news turned sour because, you know, we may be some people are saying that war has already been declared. Uh, I don't I haven't heard it, you know, but uh, it could be it could have been. I have no idea, but I do know that. Trump is not making it any better. You know, he's not making it any better. He doesn't know the first thing of diplomacy, probably doesn't know the meaning of the word. But I'm sure somebody in his circle told him what it was. <laughs> but he don't want to talk to nobody. He wants a war because, because, you know, I mean, as the reasons I gave before, of the reasons I gave before is, um, you know, he he wants us to forget about this Russian Russia investigation, which which in which in itself, if I can say it, uh, going to take maybe one or two more years. I don't know why. Why will it take so long? I'm pretty sure he's got enough evidence uh, against Donald Trump right now at this minute that he's probably not going to show for some reason. But uh, I'm pretty sure he wants to dot the I's and cross all the T's before he comes out and, and say, Hey, wow, this guy should be locked up. We already know that he doesn't have to tell us that we know that <laughs> we know he should be locked up, but, but as long as the Republicans in Congress are aiding and abetting him, you know, assisting him in his crimes, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. And I think every one of those Republicans in Congress should be arrested I mean, they should be taken out of there in handcuffs along with Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Because what we have here, we have the godfather in the White House, Marlon Brando. Uh, you know, so we have the godfather and that's what he is. He's the godfather. I mean, he he whips he whips them in shape. I mean, literally. The, it would actually be the godfather because somebody's going to get really, really hurt. Uh in this uh, Trump uh, regime and the Trump administration, uh, uh, you know, so it's, it's very serious folks. It's very, very serious and it's not a game, you know, so you, you don't really want to think about young, young uh, people going over uh, to a ground war in, in uh, North Korea or, or anywhere else and getting killed death you know but i'm pretty sure that when people start dying trump gonna probably say it's good for america they died with their boots on or whatever but one of the things you don't want is a war and it looks like not just a war with north korea it may be a real war it may be world war three 
and people are going to be dying and that's going to be shameful and um and it's going to be shameful and it's not going to be uh it's not going to be pretty so i'm just hoping somehow but i doubt it as we all are probably hoping that cooler heads prevail but i don't know i i don't i i just see us in a war uh world war three maybe you know and trump is king and emperor and dictator of the world not just the united states this guy wants to be of the world and the only people that can stop donald trump are the ones who are enabling him because the republicans are in control they democrats can't do anything they can cry and shout and 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 you know and say foul cry foul but that's about it you know especially if donald trump doesn't want his re fellow republicans in congress to work with the um democrats so it, it's going to be um trying at most and um yeah so i don't know i'm almost speechless you know because uh thinking of what could prevail at any minute now at any minute i'm thinking of um of um world war three it, it's it's just frightening Hello, women of Massachusetts. And hello, friends of women of Massachusetts. I love you too. Thank you, Mayor Walsh. I am glad to have this chance to stand shoulder to shoulder to fight alongside the mayor of Boston for the people of this country. Thank you. So, we're here today because of the power of women. The power of women to come up with good ideas like this rally. The power of women to organize like this rally and the power of women to make sure that as our country enters a new political era that the voices of the people will be heard yesterday donald trump was sworn in as president sight is now burned into my eyes forever. And I hope the same is true for you. Because we will not forget. <clears throat> we do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. Not just for the people whom Donald Trump supports, but for all of America. People are worried. Donald Trump's campaign was about attacks on women, attacks on African Americans, attacks on Latinos, 
attacks on religious groups, attacks on immigrants. A Trump-Pence Supreme Court could overturn Roe versus Wade and dissolve marriages of LGBTQ citizens. A Republican Congress is eager to rip away health care from millions of Americas. America's hard-working families have taken one punch after another. Decades of trickle-down economics and attacks on unions, attacks on wages, attacks on pensions, attacks on health care, attacks on social security, attacks on education, attacks on infrastructure and financial regulation have gutted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. That was uh, Elizabeth Warren. We're going to get in to some more of that later on right now let's go and bring my guest in all right kim you're on the george wilder jr show go right ahead you've got the floor oh uh, hey george how's it going uh, it's going great it's starting to rain here it looks like it's gonna storm a little bit the clouds are dark and it looks like dracula is out <laughs> well i'm here in new york and the weather is absolutely yeah. stunning today was another 10 I think the weekend's not supposed to be that great, but hey, that's okay. It's a good day to yeah, but do you know, read a good book. I wanted to say the weather has been great here too. I mean, it's been beautiful. I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, I'm just saying maybe it's about time, but you know, it's 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 been beautiful so far. All right, uh, tell my uh, give us a tell my guests uh, uh, your full name and tell I, us what you're about. Give us a little bit. Of, give us a little bit of your bio. My name is Kim Donato. I live here on Long Island, and um, I wrote a very, very funny book called Shoes Are Like Men, where I compare a shoe style to a man's personality, and then I'll give you a little scenario of a date that I went on or did not go on, and um, I had a blast writing it. It was written with a lot of love, and I hope that anyone that picks it up, it is definitely not a man-bashing book, so guys, don't be shy. <laughs> and it's just a funny little comical book that it takes you at night to read, grab a glass of wine, girlfriends, friends, guy friends, and you can very relatable. It's a good little book. What made you want to write it? I mean, what kind of ideas or ex experiences that um, you had that, that made you want to write the book? Okay. I'm a background, and um, I'm not really a writer. Um, you know, so I am definitely a, you know, a person where I'm going to tell any one of your listeners, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. I'm actually, yeah. and it's going to sound very I weird, agree. I am a hockey instructor. I teach hockey for a living. And um, after a series of bad dates, I was looking at my dating being very depressing and sad, and I didn't like doing it anymore. And I ended up going out with a girlfriend for lunch, and she told me that I have to start looking at my dating like trying on shoes because I loved going to shoe shopping. And she said, when this one doesn't fit or that one doesn't fit, you just go on to the next one. Are you there? Yeah, what? I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, just I'm listening. So I'm, I'm... Go right <laughs> I'm ahead. So sorry. It, looks like it sounded a little, uh, it, it sounded a little, uh, it, it was quiet. I'm like, I hope the connection was okay. So anyway, No, no, no. I'm just out. listening. If I, if you don't hear me, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. 
Um, no so problem. anyway, um, my, my bad dating and I didn't want to do it anymore. I ended up having a little bit of a dating cleanse where I didn't date anybody for a little bit, but I would take myself out to nice restaurants the restaurants that I wanted to go to, and I took my little computer, and I started writing down some of the thoughts I had in my head. And lo and behold, it came out to turn out to be a book. As I was talking about my girlfriend, talking about the shoes, I was just putting these funny dates that I had into categories in my mind, and I started writing them down. And it really did come out a lot more comical than I even thought it would be. But, you know, it was, it was therapeutic, and it was a great way yeah, to yeah. You know, kind of left off my heartbreak. Yeah, I, I tell people a, a lot, you know, even on some of the social networking sites, writing is good. It's therapeutic. You know, it, it, it's it's funny. You can make it funny. You know what? I, I always say I'm a writer also, uh, author. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't write anything if it wasn't therapeutic. I would not write anything if it wasn't fun. I would not write anything if it didn't at some point in the story make me laugh. So that's, you know, what, what, what keeps me going. I think that is great. And I think, you know what, I, if you ever writ, wrote, excuse me, if you ever have read any dating books, I mean, and I've read a ton of them because, you know, it was like, you know, you go through a dark time and all of a sudden you want to read a dating book. And, um, you know, you're listening to other people's experiences. And I always felt like they were so negative. And by the end of the book, I felt like the author was jaded. And I didn't want that to come across on my book. So I kept my book short, concise, and extremely relatable. So that at the end of the book, you wouldn't think that I was jaded or I was bitter. And it never came across that way throughout the whole tone of the book, which I'm really happy about. Um, So you are a character. So you are a character in this book. I am. I am the main character in the book. Yeah. I am the main character. Um, if I'm, if you read the book, which I, I'd love to send it to you, and you know the listeners pick it up, um, it, it, I'm telling you a story, and it's like a conversation that me and you are having right now. Um, and I want it to be extremely, extremely light and lighthearted. Um, I felt like um, I had to turn my dating life around and my life around, and instead of making it so negative, turn it into something a little bit more positive. Could you give us a little bit of uh, what it's actually about in, in terms of um, a small synopsis? Absolutely. Um, as I said, in every shoe, at every chapter, there's a different shoe style. There's going to be a hot okay. shoe. There's going to be a charity shoe. There's going to be the shoe that accessorizes that doesn't accessorize with your clothing. And then I would give with, a, I hear what? I was going to say then, with every shoe. I was going to say with every shoe for every date that you've gone on, is that also with a different guy? Every shoe is a different guy that you've dated? Yes. Yeah, every shoe is a different guy that I dated. Absolutely. Okay. And that was every okay. chapter. And some of them mm-hmm. I didn't even date. Um, some couple of the chapters I didn't end up dating. But um, it, it came out to, you know, I categorized all these dates into different shoe styles. And I didn't do it like a stiletto or, you know. <laughs> Or, you know, like something common, you know, or, you know, a sneaker. I did it like the comfortable shoe or, you know, like, you know, and the comfortable shoe is somebody that you just feel comfortable with and that, you know, maybe not the guy that you're going to date, but somebody that, you know, is just more of a friend. And then I had, yeah. you know, of course, your broken shoe, the one that you're, you know, women as women, we are, you heard that Florence Nightingale kind of 
you know, kind of syndrome where we want to we want to help everybody. I know I went through that yeah. with several dates right in a row, and uh, you know, of so, course, my hot shoe. We all love the hot shoe. All us girls love that yeah, hot yeah. shoe. And I'm sure so you, shorts, yeah, shoe. you, you, you. You're using this book as a way to help other women or men in dating? I would say it's more of a self-help book. So if you pick up Self, the book, okay. it's more of a comical way of looking at dating. And it has a very positive undertone to it where it's and in every chapter. I mean, you'll hear about, you know, what happened on my date. And it is kind of comical. And then, you know, we see like a little positive side note to it. And I think wow. no matter, even if it's bad or no matter what situation you're in, even if it's a bad situation, mm-hmm. it happens for a reason. And there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And usually it's not a train that's about to hit you. And if I, if you kind of think of it like that, that no matter, even if it's a bad situation, if you can get through it and, you know, come out unscarred, you know, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you and have an excerpt? Can you read you know what? I gotta grab Can you my read us a... Okay, great. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I wasn't prepared to read some of my book, but I'm more than happy to read some of the book for you. Yeah, um, just uh, yeah. Hold on, that nobody's asked me to do that yet, and oh, you know what? I have to get my eyeglasses because unfortunately, George, I've gotten quite, I've I've gotten a little older in my lifetime, and uh, as as uh, my years of dating, I've now have to on dates i have to use my egg glasses even to get through menus okay. yeah well join the club <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay you know i always tell everybody that's what you know that's what makes yeah. you who you are that's what's awesome yeah yeah and uh, i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna read you like one of my favorite books which is a hot shoe okay the hot shoe is like my favorite favorite guy because i think we all go through this okay girls we all love our heels. That makes the boys' heads turn and our feet feel like they're trying to squeeze a five-pound sausage into a one-pound bag. Yeah, but they look amazing when we're walking into an event. This shoe that makes us tall and feel very sexy. It can accent any outfit to make us look like a knockout when we first arrive in our sexy high heel. We are on fire. We look so hot. But by the end of the night, we're walking out dancing. We're walking after a long night of walking and dancing and standing on them. We're limping like we really set our feet on fire. Going all night in these shoes always gave me blisters, but it was worth the pain. I do, I would do that night, not after night, for those hot shoes. And then it would give you kind of like, you know, give you a description of the shoe. And then it would give you the description of the guy. And it would be, yeah. I don't know about you, but that's what I feel like when I'm in a hot player type of relationship with a guy. I look great going into the relationship, confident, strong, cocky, shall we say. And on our way out, I look like needy and hurt. And I'm shocked that he stopped calling me and started dating the latest style. That seems like always in the end, like he's licked, I have to lick my wounds after a cat, after a nasty fight. So, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's been fun. I mean, I you know, like it was fun describing the shoe and describing a guy's personality and my dating. Yeah. So it is kind of funny. Kim, you know, yes. 
Can you send me a copy so I can uh, uh, read it? And also, I will review it if it's on Amazon. I would absolutely love doing that for you. I think you would have a great time <laughs> reading it. And you've got a good smile and a good chuckle. I guarantee it. Yeah, and I uh, also want to recommend it to all the listeners out there uh, listening to the show and who will po- podcast the show. Because, you know, I mean, it's about dating. I mean, who doesn't want to date? Who doesn't want to learn more about dating? Who doesn't want to uh, try on a different shoe here or there? I mean, it's kind of interesting, you know? <laughs> you know? I think the great thing about it is that, you know, we all go through it. And, you know, if you ever dated yeah, you know, exactly. life, you got your heart broken. And, it, you know, it's, and you know what? Sometimes you think of very negative about our dating. But if we start thinking positive, we'll get positive results. If you think negative about it, you're going to get negative results. And that's yeah, always. Happening, unfortunately. Always. And that's what always. unfortunately happening. Having negative results because I was having a negative attitude. But I turned it around. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm definitely, I got to say, dating has been different after the book. It was very therapeutic to write. And you're an author, so you know what it's like. It is definitely therapeutic yeah, to yeah. write. Yeah. Are you planning on writing another one? Similar. Absolutely. Something similar. I do. I have it. It, it just came back from the editor's. Um, today, as a matter of fact, and hopefully in October, okay. I'll have the other book out. It's called Heels and Hockey Skates. And it's about <laughs> okay. a woman. Yeah, yeah, a woman with a foot on. <laughs> it's about a woman that is in power skating, which is very, very odd yeah. in my job. I am the only power skating instructor, female power skating instructor in my ice rink. And I've been there for 25 years. And I love wow. my job. I have a great job. And yeah. it's and it's a transition from me being a figure skater going into the hockey department. It was quite an interesting story, and I thought writing it down and sharing it would be yeah. great. And it has my sense of humor in it, and it has my, you know, um, positive undertone to it. And it also tells what it's like for a woman to live in a very male-dominated world in the way we have, we have yeah. to appear to people, in the way mm-hmm. you know, we have to be tough and strong mm-hmm. and even when they guys say things to us i gotta let it roll off my back and um you know and winning them over was not easy you know yeah. when i first yeah. came into my job it wasn't easy and and that was all yeah. this next book is, is i really feel passionate about this next book just as i did this one but the hills and yeah i mean great you sound like a passionate author and that's great i mean you really really are you're really into your work and you really love what you're doing okay tell us where we could find the book where will we find i i did mention amazon i'm i'm assuming yes. it's on amazon absolutely it's on amazon under shoesarelikemen.com there's a man who likes shoes but i'm not that i'm, I'm my cover is pink and it's got this drawing that i did on it i illustrated the book and the drawing is right the shoes on top um, it's called wow. Yeah, I illustrated you illustrated it. it? You you drew it? Yes, <laughs> yes I drew it. I'm quite, I'm wow. quite an eclectic character. I'm yeah. very eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very eclectic. Um, and um, it's also on BarnesandNoble.com. You can also get okay. it also in Kindle version. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. Um, and you can always look me up. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, you know, look at shoesarelikemen.com. I have a, I have a website. Do you have a website that, that you can give out? Yes. Yeah, it's shoesarelikemen.com. There's a picture of me and Alex okay. Baldwin. He was quite curious to know what <laughs> shoe he was over at East Kansas. Oh, wow. Um, okay. There's a Daily News review on there. 
Um, you can even I got reviewed by the New York Daily News, which was great. And um, there's a couple of nice little stories on there and some blogs about about the book. And um, it's a lot of fun. I, I've been having such a blast so uh, people are responding. So people are responding pretty positive to the book. Yes, all my reviews on Amazon have been wonderful. Yeah. And um, yeah. the New York Daily News thought it was hysterical, um, which I thought <laughs> was great. Um, you know, and I know okay. I'm so funny, but I guess I am. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I've been laughing <laughs> for a while here. I want to thank you, Kim Tar Kim Interdonata. How do you pronounce your last name? It's it's called Interdonato. 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 Okay, I've been pronouncing yeah. it every every kind of ways, but uh, Interdonato. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks for being on the show, and don't forget to send me a copy of the book. I want to review it. And as you as you leave the show, why don't you just go to my Blog Talk Radio site and click like for me? Do that for me. I absolutely, I did that already, and I am enjoying your show. Oh, okay. You're an excellent All right. host. And you guys have a wonderful night there in Chicago, and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, uh, hook me up when you get your second book. Wonderful. Thanks, George, for having me on, and thank you so much for uh, listening to my silly. No story. problem. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Kim entered Donato, if I pronounced that right. All right. On the George Water Jr. Show, we are looking at a storm, a million, but <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. People are still out and about. They know they're about to get rained on, but you never know. They might be um, waiting, waiting for it. Waiting for it. People laughing. Ah, oh, people are laughing. I can't believe it. <laughs> All righty. That's enough. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place. Join me.
The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the Mr. President. Senator from California. Senator Carper, it's interesting. You talked about Tanzania. Um, it reminds me of a, a greeting that I've um, often heard from people who live in various African countries. You've probably heard it. But when you meet someone for the first time, instead of what we would normally say, pleased to meet you, the greeting back is, I see you. I see you. And I think that really is part of... Hello, women of Massachusetts. And hello, friends of women of Massachusetts. Thank you, Mayor Walsh. I am glad to have this chance to stand shoulder to shoulder to fight alongside the mayor of Boston for the people of this country. Thank you. So, we're here today because of the power of women. The power of women to come up with good ideas like this rally. The power of women to organize like this rally. And the power of women to make sure that as our country enters a new political era, that the voices of the people will be heard. Yesterday, Donald Trump was sworn in as president. That sight is now burned into my eyes forever. And I hope the same is true for you, because we will not forget. We do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever, not just for the people whom Donald Trump supports, but for all of America. People are worried. Donald Trump's campaign was about attacks on women, attacks on African Americans, attacks on Latinos, attacks on religious groups, attacks on immigrants. A Trump-Pence Supreme Court could overturn Roe versus Wade and dissolve marriages of LGBTQ citizens. A Republican Congress is eager to rip away health care from millions of Americas. America's hard-working families have taken one punch after another. Decades of trickle-down economics and attacks on unions, attacks on wages, attacks on pensions, attacks on health care, attacks on social security, attacks on education, attacks on infrastructure and financial regulation have gutted America's middle class. A broken criminal justice system, a broken voting rights system, and decades of systematic racism have kept people of color from having the same opportunities as other Americans throughout this country. The 
says that the playing field has been tilted badly in favor of those at the top for a generation now. And now, President Trump and the Republican Congress are ready to ram through laws that will tilt it even harder. Now, we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. is why we come together today. Hundreds of thousands of people in Boston, in Washington, and across this country, we are in marches to say we are fighting back. That's who we are. We come here to stand shoulder to shoulder to make clear we are here, we will not be silent, we will not play dead. We will fight for what we believe in. Yeah! We have a vision, and that vision defines who we are as a people. First, we fight for basic dignity and respect for every human being, period. No compromise, no backing up. And second, we fight for economic opportunity, not just for those at the top, but for everyone. All of our kids deserve a fighting chance to get ahead. everyone, economic opportunity for everyone. That is the American deal, and that's what we fight for. You know, those core principles call out the best in who we are. For too long, American families have seen a government and an economy that isn't working for them, and Trump and the Republicans promised to make America worse. But we're here because we are ready to fight for the people who want to build a country that works for all of us. That's why we're here. We come together to give each other strength. We come together to give each other courage. We come together to remind each other of our values. As we get ready to march, let us remind each other what we believe in and why we fight and why we will keep right on fighting. We believe that no one in this country should work full time and live in poverty. And that means raising the minimum wage. Yes, it does. Paid overtime, sick leave, we do. will fight for it. We believe that workers have a right to come together and to bargain together. Unions built America's middle class and unions will rebuild America's middle class. We believe that every young person is entitled to get an education without 
getting crushed by student loan debt. We believe in debt-free college. Now, I'm going to say something that is really controversial in some places in Washington. We believe in science. change is real and we have a moral responsibility to protect this earth for our children and our grandchildren. We also believe that immigration makes us a stronger country. We will not build a stupid wall. racism, homophobia, and bigotry have no place in this country. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Diversity makes our country stronger. We believe that equal means equal. And that's true in marriage. It's true every place. We will never stop fighting to ensure equality for all of our citizens. You know, I could do this all day. <laughs> that I cannot believe I have to do in 2017. We believe in equal pay for equal work and a woman's right to decisions is what we will fight for. This is what we will march for. Are you ready to fight? Yeah. Are you ready to march? Political commentator Anna Navarro and Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union. Matt, what do you do about this? Nobody likes to see these types of numbers, Chris, but I think it's important. We're at a point in politics where yeah, I, I didn't get a copy of this poll, so I haven't read it thoroughly. But if you look at the numbers of Congress, they're abysmal. If you look at the fact that we just had six Republican senators switch their vote on Obamacare approval, um, there's, there's great concern out there amongst Democrats and Republicans. You have a lot of Democrats who are looking at this strategy of hashtag resistance, and they know that's not a good strategy. But if you're the president and you're looking at these numbers, you know that you've got to steady the ship on these messages that come out of the White House. And you have to make sure that you're pushing back on false stories about what their agenda is. And number one, you've got to get accomplishments through Congress. You've got to repeal Obamacare, and you've got to get a big tax package done. So how does the president lift his own credibility by uh, attacking the others, uh, the credibility of others, Anna? I don't think it's about attacking the credibility of others. I think it, it, the solution is very simple. S start telling the truth. Start telling the American people the truth.
taking your job seriously, stop making things up, stop exaggerating, stop outright lying, and then repeating it over and over and over again. And I think the people around him, instead of justifying it, instead of spinning it, instead of defending it, need to tell him, you are no longer the, uh, the, the host of The Apprentice. You're not a used car salesman. You are the president of the United States, and the American people deserve to have to believe you at some point. You, you know, look, Matt worked at the Bush White House. He was there during, 90, you know, we had 9-11, we had Katrina. In this country of 300 plus million people of 50 states, at some point, we're going to have a grave, natural, or man-made disaster. We need to believe our president when he stands behind that podium and speaks to us. And today, Donald Trump has no credibility because he's been president for 200 days, and he has lied practically every single one of those days. Matt Schlapp, do you think the president can change? Oh, well, I disagree with this whole premise uh, that he's not uh, truthful. I disagree with what Anna said there. I actually think we have a very polarized country. We are divided on almost every major issue. And there are people that really despise Donald Trump, that they hate him. And there are big sections of this country that are rooting for him. Let me tell you about the people who are rooting for him, Chris. They don't like everything about him. And they don't like politicians generally. And they don't like it when uh, things don't get done in Congress. And the president's going to you know, bear some of the responsibility for that. But the part of Trump, uh, of President Trump, that great sections of this country do like is that he is authentic. He does tell you what he thinks. He doesn't, he doesn't put a fine polish on everything. He says it very bluntly. And but how do you like square that with three out of four people thinking he's lying? Well, Chris, like I said, I haven't delved into your poll. I, all I will tell you is you've got to take some responsibility, all of us do, on the coverage of this. When you call the president a liar, or other people do, for 200 days, which I think, even, even on climate change, to hear the coverage to say that people like me, who are skeptics over the idea that man is causing the globe to put itself in a position where it's so warm that uh, human life will not be able to be sustained. I'm a skeptic of that. I'm not a liar on You're that You're also issue. not a scientist. I'm a skeptic. And when you have 13 so agencies are. and scientists from no. the government saying something and they're worried Chris, about being suppressed, it's a credibility Chris, issue. I want you and that's to why three that out of four wrong. people say they don't trust the it's, White House. It, it's wrong for people in the media to say that on issues of abortion, on climate change, on the, on the, on the, How on is the abortion and climate change the same thing, Matt? It's about science. And guess what? You're wrong on the science. Many of you who, uh, who believe that people on the pro-life side aren't looking at the science of it, come on. The science is on my side on the unique It's not about science. It's about ethics, religion, child. and morality no, is what, what abortion is, is about. It's not about science. There's a political difference. In, just because someone's on the other side, please don't call them a liar. How I think can, that's but who's not call, helping look, the country. See, it, it has, this, hold on a second, Anna. Hold something? on a second, because I get a lot of this. You like to throw a label on something you don't like. I get it. Politically persuasive. But it's also BS a lot of the time, Matt. I don't, Nobody's I don't know making means. abortion about science. I haven't even bring up abortion the issue. Abortion is about science. You did. Abortion, the idea of when life begins, guess it's what? science. Nobody it's knows. Science. You can believe no, it begins at conception. Right. You can begin no. it believes 40 days after See, Chris, the way the Jews do. This is the problem. You can believe in viability. There is no, an no, unknown component to it. That's no, not what not. the science is each, behind each climate change, life, Matt. You, They're not each, the same thing. The science of when okay. life begins is unquestionable. And the question on 
climate change just, actually does create diversity on the science. And we ha we do have political disagreements, but, but I think it's do. wrong in the country when we call people who have a contrary position a liar, and that's what's dominating the right, coverage. That, Anna, that's a, a fair point. That is, that is just, Anna, Anna, that's a fair that point that if you just because you disagree, you call someone a liar. I agree with Matt. The d disagreement doesn't mean somebody's lying, somebody's telling the truth. But that's you also know, not the case with a lot of these issues, especially when it comes to climate science. Listen, you know, um, Matt is very able, and we are now chasing this rabbit and talking about abortion and policy disagreements. This is not about policy disagreements. You don't call somebody a liar because they disagree with you on, you know, one policy issue or another. It's about the three to five million illegal immigrants he lied about. It's about the crowds of the inaugural he lied about it's about no he coverage of north korea when it was being covered as he exactly. tweeted it it's about the it's, birther it's, thing yeah there's a pattern here matt and you know it it's not that I people think, disagree with his let, heartfelt beliefs about abortion or about climate you, science let me give some on this okay i think it's a very fair criticism i think your question the poll said that people are dubious about some of the things they hear coming out of the white house it's a big overwhelming number i'll give you that's a no, nothing anybody who works in a white house wants to see and I think some of the communications chaos that has come out of the White House, ha White House over the last six months that was front and center with the White House press briefing, I don't think that helped things. And I think the president and his team have to be awfully careful with how they characterize things because people are listening and people are watching. But I do think that we're in a big fight. We're in a big political fight in this country. There are divides. Anna and I are both Republicans. We have a strong disagreement on the Trump agenda. I'm totally for the... President Trump and his agenda. I want it to pass. I think it's going to make America better. As we fight, let's have a fair fight on a dis disagreement on the issues. I think President Obama was wrong on a lot of things. I think it was wrong for Loretta Lynch to use an alias in her email. I think that was duplicitous. Yeah, I just There's don't a lot see of the, things. I, I just see the legitimacy of your premise. Nobody's coming at President Trump because Anna Navarro of what he believes about abortion. I don't even think we know for That's sure right. what he does believe about listen, abortion. Listen, That's not or right. what it is no, about no, climate people, science. It's about his ability to tell you, the truth about anything. You just anything. said that the no, administration not, was that's going a, you're, to look, You're trying to make this segment Anna. about something that is completely not about. No, you no, talk you and talk are. and talk. You no, just no, want you've to tried to make this about abortion. You've tried to make it about science. That's not about what it is. It's about the fact that the president of the United States goes out and lies either by Twitter or in person daily. Last week, he told us he had phone calls he did not have with people who did not call him on the phone, who he claimed told him things they did not tell him. That is a lie. Some of you may choose to believe alternate facts and live in an alternate universe. Some of I us don't. choose to believe in a factual universe let's just do this the one thing i would say is the following which is i think hold the president accountable hold the white house accountable i don't have any problem with that but let's be awfully careful when you throw around the word lie on all these positions that the president and the people who support give us an example of the president being called a liar where it's unfair matt i watched i listened to cnn on the drive-in chris mm -hmm. and i heard you characterize those folks that are critics on climate change as lying about the science. And I think you should take that back. I don't think that's accurate. There's a great diversity of views from scientists, true climatologists, 
not just people with PhDs who are liberal professors across this country or people embedded in the bureaucracy. We ought to have a real discussion on these things. Yes, I'm not a scientist and neither are you. Matt, it's just, but we ought to be it's careful just with throwing away the term. misleading. I'll say it again. That's okay? the same and thing as a lie. I'll say that it again. A, that's no, a synonym. What you're saying, no, 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 well, look, call it what you want. I, I see the definition as of lying as being pretty, uh, pretty plain. A factual inaccuracy done with intention to deceive. Okay? Right. That's the definition of a lie. It's a I good like one. I think you should own it. Here's the yes. deal with it. Okay? When it comes to how much temperature is changing, when will big shifts happen, that's going to be soft. They don't know. The predictions and, and the contentions vary. But you have, again, 13 government agencies, scientists from each and all, saying there are real problems in an absolute effect that is human-driven and it needs to be addressed. Right, but when you attack one... that premise with nothing other than your feelings about it, that you're skeptical, that starts to take you into the realm of gross... Please. I'm governed by emotions when it comes to these questions. But of you're policy. not a scientist. I want... I, neither are you, and you don't even understand what these scientists are saying. But that's why I don't debunk 90 plus percent no of the scientific community on the basis no, of how I feel about it, no, Matt. What you, can you just do me a favor? Are we, are we here can, not talking about Donald Trump being a liar well, being, it, it versus being truthful? It all out of the same Anna, thing because Anna, it, the Anna, president has had to own this want, kind of stuff, You want to make this a this debate about abortion and about science because you cannot defend the fact that the president of the United States is a compulsive, pathetic, daily liar. You can't defend that. So Anna, you are you, making you, us chase you, you down Trump this path of abortion syndrome. and of, and of you, no, you need no, to relax. No, you have, you have Trump Kool-Aid overdose is what you have. Is either so of those, are either of those based on science? Good for you oh. Because it gives you Are access. either of those maladies I mean, based on science? By the way, I just want to know. Is yeah, Trump right. derangement syndrome? No. Is that scientific? Is the Kool-Aid thing science? But I might, but I might need counseling after this session. I'll tell you that. Look, Matt, I'll tell you what. I hear where you're coming from. Everybody on the just panel. Call me a liar. Early in the I'm not calling you a liar. I've never, you are. I've never, I've I'm, never I'm, called you a liar. I'm no, saying. No, but I'm, just when I have a political disagreement with of somebody. Of course, then it's not and, lying. And, and, and maybe some people are on the other side with me. No, 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 Anna, yeah. it's a legitimate point. Yeah. It, just because you disagree Chris, with something about somebody about doesn't mean somebody's huge, lying. No, but. But no, but what, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a huge list that gets published all right. the time by right. people who keep track of what Donald right. Trump says. Both are and true, who confirm though. that they are lies. That both are true. Both are true. Hold on a second, guys. Hold on a second, guys. The list are so I, long listen, that they know, take out I know. an entire... Newspaper Anna, page. I know. We're not talking about I develop science. parts of the list. We report on the list. We do fact checks all the time. I get it. I'm just saying, Matt is making a valid point. Is it a little bit off point? Yes. But he's making the point uh, that just because you disagree doesn't mean that somebody's that a liar. Matt, you're I'm right not about Matt what you're saying. I, I got you. Matt is right about what he's <laughs> saying about disagreement in general. Now, to Anna's point, that's not the specific context of our discussion. The president's credibility problem, I would suggest, there's certainly nothing in the poll that suggests otherwise, isn't that people feel that his well-reasoned positions are mendacious, you know, that he's lying about those things. That's not what it is. It's what Anna's talking about, that when he makes things up that work for him, it is transparent, and over time, it has eroded trust in him, even among his base. That's a real problem, and it's nothing to do with any specific okay. issue. Can I try an answer to this? Please, Matt. Okay, so my view is, is, is this, which is whether we call this fake news or I, as a conservative, I do believe there's a liberal slant 
to most national news outlets. If you look at that Harvard study and the, and, and the coverage of Donald Trump, it is 70, 80, 80, 90, 85, 90% negative, all constant negative uh, press on the president. And I do think that it comes down to a different worldview on a lot of these folks. Yes, you can look at tweets, you can look at statements, you, look at, you can look at things he has said that turned out to not be accurate. But by the same time, with, with much of this coverage, there's a fundamental disagreement with the president's attacks on these major media institutions, on the swamp or the bureaucracy in Washington that comes out with these studies that you and I have spent too much time talking about. He is taking on these fights, which a lot of us are applauding him for, and that his agenda is a big threat to much of the folks who are guiding the coverage of him, and it's overwhelmingly negative. All I would say is, is this. Give the guy a shot. The American people are fair. If they don't like his agenda, they won't reelect him. Just cover the policy debate. And I'm not saying that you don't in every forget case. About just the lies. It is always we forget about the lies. Almost always. This idea of putting Trump in these basket of deplorables as a liar, as someone who's unfit. And you're not helping the country because actually that makes people like Trump better. Because they actually have a lower opinion of many people in the press than they even do of politicians. The day that the press is more popular than the president of the United States, we have a problem. And a final word. <laughs> right, that's right. Look, I, th I think that the press has got a duty to scrutinize what politicians, what elected leaders say and do. And I think that part of the problem is not only that he lies constantly, but also his, hypocr his hypocrisy. When he goes and talks about immigration, and yet his resorts are calling out and putting out, uh, you know, applications for uh, foreign workers. When he goes and talks about things made in America and practically every item that he sold under Trump brand is made in China or somewhere else. Not a else. single lie so there. there. Not a single lie. There is hypocrisy and there is nope. lying. And all There's of no that lying. is eroding the credibility. That's not okay. a lie right. there. Let's leave, let's leave it there. We'll leave it on a difference okay. of opinion. But all right. Thanks, that, everybody. I appreciate I'm... the debate. It's always <laughs> Thank you, everybody. You got to go. Got to go. All righty. Uh, you, 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 I hope you enjoyed that uh, little bit of segment there. Uh, it's something that I threw in make sh uh, to try to make the show a little bit more exciting and bright and everything. Yeah, we are in a, uh, uh, trouble here with Donald Trump. He's uh, starting a war or maybe starting a war. we may be in a war with North Korea because Donald Trump basically wants us to forget about this. Russian investigation. You know, this is a ploy. I mean, this is bigger and more serious than the Russian investigation, the hacking into the 2016 election that got him elected. And I feel that Hillary was cheated out of. No doubt about it. Hillary would have gotten this election if Russia had not hadn't interfered as Donald Trump and his folks uh are implicated. So, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and we're about to be getting a war. I mean, Donald Trump is Donald Trump and his minions are all over the place, lying and flying every and Kellyanne Conway. I don't see why she's not on television anymore. Uh, they keep calling her back, calling her back. I don't know what, what the deal is, but, uh, and she keeps lying and lying and, and more lying and, and uh, spinning, but they keep calling her back. So I, I don't know what the deal is. The, the American people is 324 million people, American people born in America. And 
we shouldn't sit back and take this. You know, the Republicans in Congress aren't going to do anything. They're not going to impeach him. They're not going to throw him out. So it's going, it's up to the American people in Congress will not do their jobs that we voted in. You voted in because I didn't vote for any of these clowns. Uh, it's up to us, the American people, to take back our government, to take back our White House, to take back our dignity, our dignity before this guy gets us blown off the face of the earth because it's coming. It's possible. It's real. It's real. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio, always trying to make the world a better place. And, uh, you know, I can't do it alone. I, I've been trying for two or three years, and it's been happening, but we just we just got somebody in Washington in the White House who is very, very unstable, very unfit, uh, thin-skinned, you know, and, and he's wrecking the United States while the Republicans – Senators and representatives in Congress are sitting back and letting this happen, you know, because they want to try to get a lot of this stuff through that he wants. The Republicans, they want a war. They want this war. I mean, they're not going to impeach Trump now. They want this. This is their baby, you know, but we are the American people. We should have uh, the say in any of And a lot of people, you know, People are sitting back feeling like they're helpless. Well, they, we can't do nothing. A lot of people are sitting back as if they're helpless, that they can't do anything. You can, as long as you, uh, as long as your heart is beating, there's something you can do. Get on the phone, call your senator, call your representative, and say that you want this guy impeached. The number to call is 202 Call your representative, call your rep, uh, uh, senator, call somebody in Washington and tell them that you don't want this man to be your president. More than likely, they are not going to do anything, but you can give it a shot and we can get these people out if, you know, November 2016. And make sure you vote, people. Make sure you vote. They're going to try to stifle you from voting. They're going to they're try and keep you from voting, but it's not going to happen. We're going to take our country back.